All right, welcome to the Joe Danier podcast. This topic came up twice last week. One, sort of when I was sitting down with uh, Dr. Chichak, we discussed it briefly, and then sitting around a campfire with someone who's uh, studying nutrition science. But here's my idea is, you know, we, our bodies sort of have certain needs, nutritional needs and for health and, and whatnot. And we go through this pursuit of eating food, right? Unprocessed food. We eat vegetables and we eat meats and, you know, we, we fill our gut with stuff and they do stuff with, with it and it gives us the nutrition, right? And one of the big complaints is because of how foods are processed that there is less and less good stuff in the stuff in, in what we eat. So there's, you know, 90% filler and 10% vitamins, minerals, and things our body can actually utilize. So I was thinking like now that technology is, it gives us these um, sort of like priced, uh, priced low enough that we can attach it. So the origin of this is uh, we had a friend that put a glucose monitor on their arm. And this thing basically had a probe that stuck in her arm. It was able to monitor blood and the glucose levels in that blood in real time. And it would relay it off to her phone. And so because those sensors are more you know, available to regular people, that's, that doesn't have to be the end to it. Like you could have biological sensors that you wear all the time that in one case maybe sends all of your, uh, you know, so all the measurements to a doctor, they feed it into some system that's constantly monitoring their patients. And when something pipes up uh, on their screen that's anomalous, they can call somebody in for an appointment. So if you're healthy, right, you don't really do anything. But when something happens, then the doctor's office makes a call to you rather than the other way around. Because what's what are the chances that you go to the doctors on exactly the day where they can detect something that's going wrong? I think that's kind of foolish. Technology can kind of, you know, flip that flip that script. So my idea, as we keep adding these ability sensors on our watches and the probes that are touching our blood, what if our body or the sensors could tell what we need? So if we, let's just say we, we forget to eat sodium, right? We don't have a bunch of foods we were eating differently and we didn't get enough sodium. We didn't get enough electrolytes. We're not absorbing water. We're getting dehydrated. And your phone can then tell you, hey, you know, hey, you're, you're a little dehydrated here. Why don't you do X, Y, Z? And then you're like, oh, okay. I, I didn't feel any effects. I didn't feel like crap. But my body obviously... Uh, you know, adapted or, or managed through it without getting me sick or diseased or, or whatever. And let me go do some electrolytes. Well, I, in addition to that, what about a food printer where you had this, like a 3d printer that had all of the, you know, sort of like the constituents of what food should provide. And based on whatever your needs are, it can deliver exactly the, uh, of, you know, a gelatin cube of exactly the nutritional components that your body needs at that moment. Because what are the chances that, you know, we're in different situations, we have different uh, sort of like activities that we do, we, we have stresses at different times. What if we have different nutritional needs as we age, as we experience those things, and then we're just eating the same thing, always being deficient in some area? But what if the printer could be told exactly what we didn't need out of that? We wouldn't have to worry about what was on the menu. We hit print. The phone tells us what we need. It prints us a cube of what we need. We down that sucker. And then the printer can do everything. It could be whatever color you like, whatever texture of the food. You want it to be slimy. You want it to be hard. You want it to be like bread, whatever. And it just 
puts that stuff in that cube and then you down the hatch. Now, food wouldn't be such a social thing. It wouldn't be something that is revered and celebrated. It would just be one of the same things as like breathing, right? You just, you know, you have to do it. Let's invest the least amount of time with the, you know, the, the highest level of quality. And then we can take that off of the, the list. Like we don't have breathing parties. We don't sit around and, you know, breathe together, right? Because, you know, it just happens fast and we need to do it. We can move on to other more sophisticated things. So I think that my food printer that is being guided by sensors on your body is exactly, you know, what comes down the pike. I, and, and I, you know, I have to point out that when I talked to a doctor and I mentioned, you can see two things happen. Number one, the good doctors would have so much more information. I think instead of just prescribing reactive drugs and after the fact things, they can actually do a lot of preventative medicines and save people from the torture of sick, sickness and, and illnesses. Like that would be amazing. But also being a doctor is a business and a lot of what they make money wise and you know, their offices make money wise is not preventing catastrophe like people being sick pays the bills and prescribing medications pays the bills and tests pay the bills and so this technology would probably threaten a lot of the revenue streams if i just had a you know a, do a practicing doctor who could just tell me what to do before i'm ill I, I mean think about it like you know when i'm a runner right and so when i don't have any kind of coughs or sneezes or stuffy faces or whatever, it's easier to run, right? And when I do get sick and can't run, the first thing that occurs to me is like, oh, I really wish I would have taken advantage of good health so that, you know, now I'd really want to run and I can't run kind of a thing, right? And so a lot, a, a lot of um, the urgency comes from the sickness and that I don't feel good. And we're reactive because we wait until we get hit aside the head with a two by four in order to be motivated to do something. And how likely are you to do something like spend $300 on a supplement, right? That your body needs when you don't feel sick. Would you, would you be likely to do it? So I think half the population would trust it and go along with it and not need some kind of negative reinforcements in order to do the right thing. And I think half would still be part of that whole sick group where doctors would have plenty of people to manage on a day-to-day, -day, help them make better decisions, help, you know, push them from teetering to ill health back to almost not ill health and, and back and forth. So, I mean, that's a lot of my opinion in there, but the long and short of it is if you had uh, technology that are an aid and assistant to human beings, things could be better. I, and it's not connected in any way, but I can remember as a kid, and I think I was maybe 19 years old, and I was driving to a job at four o'clock in the morning. And I pulled up to a red light. And it was literally the most desolate street you could think of. It was still a busy intersection usually, but there's nobody there because it was four o'clock in the morning. And I remember sitting at that light for almost a minute. And I'm looking at it thinking, why isn't this light smart enough to know that I am the only car here and that it shouldn't stop me for a full minute to wait no traffic. And obviously in my head, I'm like, I'll just drive through it. There's nobody here. There's no police that are going to pull me over. There's nobody here. Why am I sitting here? But that's been sort of like the origin of this way of thinking is that using 
uh, technology to solve a problem without making it binary where we have to full on go to computer controlled algorithms, sensors, monitors, 3D print to take the place of our better senses and judgment. I think that we should you always use it as a tool without going to that extreme. People are petrified of these things that are connecting into the body. People are petrified of things that are taking human um, decision-making away. So if your car drives itself and you don't have to steer anymore, there's a lot of people that like the steering part. Now, from a practical standpoint, the car can do it better than you, probably can do it safer than you, probably can have less anxieties and stresses, can probably get to the same place you were going, probably spend uh, less energy to do it. And then the opportunity that you would have been driving, you could spend doing something else. So you're sitting in the back seat doing a whatever, some learning something new or doing some catching up on some, uh, you know, some of your responsibilities. Uh, that's a net win as far as I'm concerned. But there are some people that will take it down a notch and say, no, I want to be in control of this. And maybe that's what we're fighting against. All right. This has been the Joe Danier podcast.